As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Y'all, okay, I have to tell you about this dream. So I had a dream the other night that I was kidnapped with the other group, with like a group of women, right? It was like mm-hmm. four of us. Listen, and we got kidnapped by Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> we had to have sex with her. Wait, with, with, for her or with her? With her. <laughs> she had a dry ass pussy and it oh. was covered in orange lint. Mm. Like, I don't know why the orange lint stood out. And I had to, like, fake it a little bit so that she wouldn't kill us. And, oh, okay. I was going to say, what were you doing it for? My life. So you were here. No, I couldn't. There was orange lint everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to the Catnips Podcast. It's your girl, Lexi, here live in your ears to make you a better person and i also have with me my amazing my phenomenal co-host the incomparable sid rain hey y'all happy tuesday fresh out of twitter jail can't nobody hold me back and tonight we have a special guest we live in Atlanta, and there are so many amazing small businesses to support and wonderful personalities and colorful identities and dope brands that we want to connect with. And one of them that we wanted to definitely connect with is um, my love, Darian King Nunley with Fitness by King Inc. Um, he is going to be chatting with us tonight about all things travel, LGBTQ, advocacy, safety, health, and wellness, and loads more bullshit. Well, now it's time that we introduce our guests. We have multiple questions to ask, and we just got to get down to the nitty-gritty. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Lexi told me that you're a personal trainer, and you are, um, that you do just so many amazing, great things. What's up? So, I am King. I am personal trainer to the people, just not just not broke people i have a company here in atlanta georgia that i pretty much work with high-end residence buildings here in atlanta georgia but i do also train the everyday person i am a hiv advocate oh yeah and I, i travel i'm a world traveler and i'm just a cool motherfucker so real niggas wanna know what kind of cat would you be bangle a bangle. Yes. Specific. Why yes. a bangle? Um, the poise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stealth. 
yeah, I love everything about them. They're they're it's a majestic majestic creature in my opinion. Okay, so what's your favorite get money song? Uh, same damn time, P Diddy verse. <laughs> you so specific, but you know what? I love that song. I really like Rick Ross's verse. Yeah, that's my money anthem. The best verse he had was I "Can live your life and my life at the same damn time." Damn time. You know, I don't like he sh- he gave a shout out to J Lo, and I was like, you know what? That's so petty. Y'all not y'all not fucking no more. Leave her alone. Yeah. You say you niggas can't multitask. So like, for the people who can't see you, who would play you in a movie? Good question. Um, play me in a movie. Mm, let me think of some people. I'm really good at this. I would say mm, it doesn't have to be my color, right? Because I'm a dark skinned man. Uh, yeah, you want to get as close as possible. I like Morris Chestnut. You definitely give me ball hat Morris Chestnut. Uh-huh. I like, Just not like uh, um, is it, what's the guy, uh, Serby Cole, what's his name? Harvey Sorobin? There you go. Do you watch Empire? Yes, I do. No, I do not. You look just like Jamal's husband. Oh, I've seen that episode, yes. You, okay. Not exactly. I'm no, a- he's like the much better, sexier, real life. But his husband Not is attractive. Not scripted, but his husband is a very attractive, chocolate, sometimes bald-headed, very yeah. well-built, yeah. well-assembled, well-taken yeah. care of, my, my articulate, bearded. I'm not really sure about oh, nuts. Um, they do smell, smell good, though. But I'm gonna go ahead and take his word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they the cat smelled his nuts and they yeah. seem pretty, pretty entertaining. Yeah. So I'm just gonna ride yeah. out. What's the next question? Well, we also need to know what's your story? I, we need you to describe yourself. Give us like all the spice. Where you I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Woo-hoo. My family is from Los Angeles, California, though. Damn. I am a young little black guy that grew up in foster care, actually. I was a foster kid, gay foster kid. Okay. <laughs> gay black foster kid. Gay black foster okay. kid. Um, I went to college at UMSU, uh, and I have a bachelor's degree in business. Ooh, I want to know what has been your favorite place to travel and where do you want to travel next? Uh, my favorite place to travel would have to be... Well, be two. First, it would be Hong Kong, just because of the traditions that they were practicing and things like that. Like, very calming place, but it's still hectic, like New York, if that makes sense. Um, and then I would have to say Costa Rica. Costa Rica is probably um, the most serene. Like, it just gave me everything that I needed. The people were nice, the food was amazing. They had white Hennessy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that wins automatically, and it was for a cheap too. It wasn't high, um, and I love that. I love that I stayed in the rainforest. So yeah, Costa Rica probably number one, Hong Kong number two. You're here. So what are five things that you would like absolutely recommend to somebody who's like, I want to start traveling because I have traveled with King, and when I tell you, he travels in style. We had Ooh. drivers, we had security guards, we had sweets, we had breakfast with maids and espresso and 
That's such big dick energy. No, she's trying to make me seem like a rich nigga. I, <laughs> I didn't say anything about rich nigga, but I said that's what you get. <laughs> Travel on a budget, people. Um, five things. Um, a really good suitcase. Oh. A really yes. good suitcase. Um, white Hennessy. Weed. Yes. It's a must. You're on vacation. Know which countries do what, Ooh. when, where, and how. Let me tell you, this, yes, with the drivers and the security guards and all that, we were sober <laughs> as fuck. We were, we smoked cigarellos. Yes, it was. I smoked a black for the first time in my life. Cuba, thank you. I mean, I would hate to be locked up abroad. Looking like a broad, locked up. <laughs> <laughs> I had weed in Colombia though. Tell me about it. That was, it was an interesting way to get it. So you- You smuggled it. No. Oh, that's across Sorry. borders. I mean, it's Colombia, cartel, you know, Pablo. So I'm like, I know they got weed over here. It's somewhere, <laughs> but how do I ask? someone that I need some weed. So you would get these drivers that would take you like from city to city. Well, not city to city, from your, we had a villa. So we did a villa and then we would drive to the city. So when we drive to the city, I asked the guy, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, you know how to get us weed? He's like, marijuana? Yes. Universal. El Yeso. Mm. <laughs> and he says, yeah. <laughs> and went in his pants. And I was like, dick weed. Dick. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, man. I'll pay you for my cab ride and my weed. Thanks. And Can you request him? Do you have his contact information? It's not really like a request. It's definitely like a New York vibe. Like you just kind of go outside and just kind of like, hey. Weed cab. But think about like, 10 cabs instead of like 500 cabs. So my New York weed experience was they delivered on a bike with this like major like contraption on their backs. You sound like a fucking like TV show. And they brought it up and they had like edibles and you can pick this strain. The strains had names. They were packaged. They were pre-packaged. Sealed. That's beautiful. Sealed. That's you know that's that's legit as fuck. So I smoked with some really dope people out there in New York and New Jersey, and then I took like the under tunnel subway cab ride, and I listened to Kanye 808, and it was a mood like the backdrop, the lights, the music, the high. It was just like it was a mood. You're a fucking Pisces. Correct. Yes. So what does that mean? What's the Pisces code? I just got the dream. Mm. The picture you painted. Yeah, the picture. It was so well. It was, it was. Yeah. Well, she's a creative. Unicorn. Rebel. Yes. You're you know welcome. what? When I traveled, um, I did find weed through a promoter when I was in Ibiza. Yes. And that was in like a lady, a white girl came up and she was from Poland. She said that in the summer, they traveled to Ibiza to work because everybody was coming to Ibiza to party. And I was like, you know, where can we find some tree? And she was like, give me 45 minutes. She delivered. And I, you know, if you 
stay ready. You don't got to get ready. I had already brought a bowl and a blunt from Oakland. So, because mm-hmm. I knew where was I going to find a blunt in Spain. So, I brought a Rello with me. Just in case. And I found it. Yep. And it was it was amazing. I wrote it up a few times. It was, you know, it was enough to be like two blunts and a bowl. That was all I needed. Okay, so what else would you, what other tips do you have for us for travel? What was that, number three, I would say is probably get a place with a good view. Mm. See see what you're coming to see. Like don't True. try to like shit yourself and not just get, get the place you need to get. Um, dope ass people would be number four. I think if you don't have the right crew, that's a buzzkill automatically. So you gotta be like good with syncing everybody up. Um, last but not least, condoms. You never know what may happen. And they said millennials weren't using condoms. God damn it. Fuck those baby boomers. Yes. Condoms. Lying ass baby boomers. Old ass. Oh, lying ass. Nah, but dead ass. Yeah. Bitch ass old. <laughs> That's all good. So, no. So, like, seriously, in my experience going to Cuba with you, like, you could tell, like, you live by those principles. Like, they pulled up with, like, the super Teflon um, luggage. They had the seat situation ready. We bought drinks on the flight. We landed drunk. Like, oh, my God. So, I went to Cuba with King and some amazing people, right? Everybody visually alone was just amazing. But then listening to their story, they were even more amazing. We went to Cuba and did not understand a single fucking word of any of the things all of the people were saying. It was all, uh, they speak Spanish, it's all Spanish. But it ain't even like a broken Spanish, it's not a Europeanized Spanish, it's not an Americanized Spanish, it is Cuban Spanish. They have their own approach to it and... Mm -hmm. My all of my high school French classes prepared me for none of it. <laughs> we thought we were being kidnapped for the first twenty minutes. We thought our companions were being kidnapped for the thir- the second thirty minutes. We didn't know where we were going for the whole fifty minutes, and we were sober enough as it happened. So it was just like whoa, whoa, hearts beating faster and faster and faster, and like wait, this isn't working. <laughs> That was What's the going scariest on? shit. That was scary as fuck. Like, we were literally sitting in the house like, so we're missing some people, and we don't know where they are, they are. But he's taken us to this house, which we booked, but mm-hmm. we didn't know where everybody else was. And you know what? So when I've been to Cuba, I met people there. So, like, I met my sister there. We came on different flights, and, you know, there's no phone. So I was at a whole different terminal. And it's not just terminal where you take the escalator. It's terminal where you got to get a taxi to get to the other terminal. It was a lot. So like for the first hour and like my sister-in-law found me and she was like, yeah, I was just asking for the girl with the dreads. Because <laughs> I had a dread at the time. So we were asking for the girl with the blue hair. Yes. So a Azul, pan- Azura. Azul. El Blue. El Blue. Le Ble. Blue. Blue. No. Cordon Blue. Blue, blue. Blue's Clues. El Blue's Clues. This color. This. This here. So, what we just established is that that is standard protocol for Americans going to Cuba. 
Y'all don't feel so bad. Thank you. No, yeah. We we all be lost. And you know what? We did not think we'd be kidnapped. But, um... Okay. You know what? We It was very communist. Like, I don't know if y'all saw, but, like, well, we were stopped in a taxi in Cuba, and the, tech, the taxi driver had to give the police officer money, and then we saw another bystander who was, like, on the street, and police pulled up on him, and they had to give him money, and, um... It was interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed any other, like, communist or interesting, like, even when they were explaining the difference between the CU, the kooks and the CUPs, the different currencies. That's what we learned about. Yeah. Communism was exactly. money exchange. Yeah, yeah. It's all through. The guy was having a hard time not critiquing Cuba, but trying to explain it because he didn't want to, he wasn't trying to critique. He wasn't trying to speak mm-hmm. bad, but he was just trying to explain it to us mm-hmm. and how it, like, fuck them over because they were they were getting paid in the cheaper you know in the cheap whatever the cheaper currency was but bills were due in the higher currency so they was so he was trying to explain that without talking shit he was kind of having a hard time so when they pulled you over your driver paid the police officer yes they were talking about it's really different for what from what we do I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. They if write you a ticket, and you have to pay for the ticket, right? Oh, well, true. They're just giving the money up front. And I don't know if that's what that was. You know, like if it was that, you know, true. I'm, I'm be thinking it's bribery. It could, it could definitely just be the ticket cost. And it happens. I think, like with every country, especially like coming from the U.S. and going to countries who are who aren't built on pure commercialism, like we are pure, unadulterated, cocaine-driven capitalism. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we come from. So when we see people give out money, we like, what that mean? Right? Money? What you talking about? (laughs) This is wrong. They should have a corporation set up for this. Where are their laws? I don't see any street signs. And then get scammed. And and we're the ones getting scammed. <laughs> and then later get scammed. But meanwhile, we got an email from the. I'm sorry, I talked over you. Meanwhile, we got the email from the prince in Nigeria, and we <laughs> cash after him ASAP. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> Americans, um, Americans, Americans got so far to go. Yeah. Despite the advancement, that's why you should travel so far. But you know what else? And in Cuba, they have um. Cuba has um, free college. Uh, one of the guys who's renting the Airbnb was telling us how he was getting his degree in tourism. Um, and yeah, so. So, what I loved about Cuba is because we weren't, of course, we sucked at communication. So, we had excellent drivers and like people at the property that we stayed at that communicated. Like, we would tell them, we want to go somewhere authentic. Like, it doesn't have to be commercial. We're feeling more like seafood. We want to see water. However, we got that translated through what little Google Translate we had. Um, but they, you could tell that they were taking us to their network. So, this person was friends with that person, and mm-hmm. that person was friends with this person. So, I'm going to take you to my friend's location. And that's what we miss out with communism is the sense of community that it's an equal, everybody plays an equal part in the betterment of the person next to them. I don't know if this is their thought process, but this is what I felt when I was there. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. they were putting all their friends on. So everybody ate that weekend off of us. And we, listen, when I tell you people with money, entrepreneurs, hairstylists, fitness trainers, chefs, um, they, 
stylists, they travel like drug dealers. We was like, how much money is this? Okay, give them, let's just do 30% tip. Yeah, here, no, right. I, I don't know how much this is. Just keep it. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> this is wonderful. You're doing great, babe. L, you're doing great, babe. <laughs> L, I love you, oh. You know, like, and it was a dope experience. It really was. It really was. Like, I would go back. I really would. The food was okay. Yes. I, the food was bad because we did not have weed to enhance our digestive systems. Weed is directly attached to your digestive system. I had good food in Cuba. Well, most... Well, I feel like two out of three of my meals. She was good. high. Mm-hmm. No, well, you, well, I did... Wait, hold on. They can't get me right. I did bring animals with me, so... I said they can't get me Ain't no backtracking. Just kidding. It wasn't Sydney. <laughs> I mean, Charlie. <laughs> Please stop dry snitching. Please shut the fuck Anywho's. up. Any whoms. Thank you. <laughs> so this is the thing. We going on all these trips. We booking all of these trips. We we going to go here. We going to take pictures there for Instagram. This and the third. But um, we need to we need to make sure that the bodies we're presenting for these travel these travel bodies they're built in the winter. So what I loved about having King as my trainer, yes, way back yonder, is he will walk in and chin check me real quick. Um, <laughs> excuse me, baby girl. Or however, I'm not doing a good job. He would come in and check check me and be like, um, excuse me, stomachs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. So if you expect improvement, I need you to do your part. And I'd be like, No, but that ass, like, you gotta have a dope ass trainer to yeah. really teach you how to use your body yeah and you gotta have a dope ass yoga to help you unwind and learn how to internally strengthen your body and connect all of your muscles together and really do it quietly you really need to learn how to build up that sound in your head so king i need some of your craziest gym experiences i have one but i'm gonna let you do some of yours Mm, you have a crazy gym experience which, which, with me or yourself? Yes, with you. Okay. Um, you remember when we got, we came to the gym, uh, I was too high and you were too hungover and we ended up at Waffle House? <laughs> Smack How face. did you remember that? Of course, that's my favorite movie. Yeah, but that was such a random, I, I sound terrible, but guys, let me tell you. <laughs> we pull up and I think I had went out that night, the night before. I was so hungover, so, so, so hungover. And she pulls up on the side of me and I'm like, she like, we rolled down the windows. I'm like, you're high, aren't you? She's like, yeah. I said, I'm hungover. She's like, hmm, so what are we gonna do about this? You don't wanna work out, do you? And I'm like, hmm, oh, I'm really hungover. I really could chill. She's like, well, we can get something to eat. I'm like, well, yeah. There's a Waffle House. <laughs> and we literally were like fat asses. In it the happened. But it, it was such a good day. 
It was so random, so unicornish. Thank you. What's that thing? I think so. I think so. I feel like you have to be honest with where your body is some days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. Sometimes you, you need to really just acknowledge that you got the fucking munchies. Yes. And sometimes you need something to soak up the rest of that alcohol <laughs> that's swimming around in you. Do it, mom. And that's self-care. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you just have to get to a point, like you said, you have to like your trainer, and your trainer has to be like your favorite person. So that's usually my piece of advice for everybody is to like your trainer. Just don't pay anybody just to be paying them. Like just because right. they can train, like the person, learn the person. If you don't like them, move on. I wouldn't. I don't hire people or even, well, I guess let people hire me that I don't like. I have to like you. This won't work if I don't like you. That definitely applies to my salon. Yes. Definitely. Have, you have to have good energy. I have to feel like you're a good person. Mm -hmm. I don't do it just for the, you know, I don't do it just for the money. Like, oh, oh yeah, you were good to talk to, like, you know, Trump supporter, like, you know. Total dick. Because he is paying me. Nah, I'm not doing that. I have to like you. And I get a choice. If we kicking people out of out of Starbucks for being black and right. refusing to make cakes because they getting married and they gay, then I can I'm okay with not liking your nasty ass attitude and your damaged hair. I am okay with that. I'm fine with me like, oh, you're not my person. <laughs> and I put that I, I I acknowledge that. That's real. I put far too much energy into maintaining my businesses. The education, the night sweats, the nights I don't even sleep, the all of the work I put into it, the the learning I have to do before I can execute the network. I ain't about to, I don't I don't have time to read off the list. However, if I don't fucking like you, that's not about to be minimized so for this money. No, I can't do it. It's not worth it. Totally agree. You gotta pick your target audience, and your target audience is there. Set your standard and acknowledge it. Like I get it, we got bills to pay. Sometimes you gonna have to cold switch. Got it, cool, do it. But dead ass, you really gonna? It's okay to be like you're not my person. Yeah. And this service is gonna be complimentary today. <laughs> Because it is also your last, I do have recommendations of people who would be better suited to provide your services. And I'm so grateful that I met you. Goodbye. Mm. And you know switch. what that does? It like it nips it in the bud because if you already feel in your gut and you're like, this isn't working out, it's better for you to honor that and cut it out than to let it keep going. Because what's going to happen is some shit's going to happen. It's going to happen. And your gut has already told you. And, you, and now you're like... Now you're like, damn, I should have been done this. Yeah, you should have. That's why it's so important to have such strong faith in your gut. Like, listen to your gut. Have the faith in your gut so that you can make that choice and know when to cut motherfuckers off. Snip, Set snip. the boundary. Boundaries. Clip, clip. Boundaries. But that ass, like, I totally get it. Like, understanding your experience. Because, listen... Especially in individual small businesses, you are gonna go on such an an amazing roller coaster with your clients, watching that transformation from consultation to execution, and like, mm -hmm. like this is why I charge you this much. 
because look at where we are today. I took notes. This is where you were. This is I, I did this. This is specifically <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> right. When you see that big, full, bushy head of curls, you know what I mean? That has my name all written on all it. over it. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is me. Those are my curls. That is still your head. Thank you. Bring her back soon. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. So give us another gym experience. Um, oh, you got some raunchy ones because I hear so I have a homeboy who like works at the gym and he was sometimes he gives me a hookup, I'll come through and I'll work with a trainer. I I did work I had a free session with a trainer and it was sketch. Mm -hmm. But he was telling me at um his gym in San Francisco, shit would go down in the locker room. So what it does. It does. What's that? Yeah. Um I am not a man that partakes in um, gym banter, uh, but it does happen. Um, I think I was at the gym one time and I come in and I get into the sauna. So the sauna has this glass that you can look out and in the glass. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Yes. Through the glass, you can see six showers. So it's like six showers in the sauna. I'm like... This is pretty interesting that the sauna is right here where you know, everybody comes out naked. Right. So I'm like, okay. And you would see things. So it was like a show. The sauna was your seats. Oh. Yeah. Audience. Yes. Audience status. So right. You see like a hand reach out and another person come across the way and they'll go in the same shower and he's like, oh, that's what's happening in this shower number one. Okay. So other two and then you may see them come out, you know? You may see them come out. Later on. Right, Yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. They definitely come out. But it, you may see a hard dick. You'd be like, oh, I know, okay. Star number three was clearly jacking off. Um, or jerking off. We're gonna need someone to clean this up. Yeah, that's why I don't take showers at the gym. Um, so Please wear flip -flops I, I guess having gym, sex is the most raunchy, but not with myself. Yeah, I'm approved, guys. No, not really. <laughs> um, if I had to say, no. um, let's see another, another, another gym experience. Husband and wife Ooh. divorced, and like I guess I would say in front of me, but not in front of me. Like he served her in front of me before our session, and I was like. Whoa. Mind you, it was at their home. So they live like in Roswell. 
no. big houses. So I would come train her and I didn't see his car. And I was like, hey, you know, where's your husband? She's like, oh, he's coming right back, you know? And she was crying. I'm like, what's wrong? She was like, just had a bad day, bad morning. I'm like, oh, okay, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. Like, what did this pop off at like eight, seven? Like, what's up? So he basically comes into the gym and serves her in the gym in the basement. So he literally opened the door. He's like, hey, King, how you, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. He's like, hey, you know? called her and served her. Why he divorced her? I think it was because it was somebody else. He had somebody else or she had somebody else? I think he had somebody else. He knows. Oh, yes. That's so fucked up. But, you know, it was, but I think it was like, you know, they was a white couple. Right. You know, so it's like, Mm -hmm. he cheating, but he served her. And she had three kids. Shit, he oh, was he ready got a to new... go. Yeah, yeah, that's but he was never at home. He got a new model. Mm. He got a new model. He got her better. She was a minivan. Oh girl was a Corvette. Oh. oh yeah. That body shaming? No, 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 just just realistically, like like he it's wanted a younger, he just like wanted a, mini... a younger person. Basically. That's he wanted a newer up. model. A but newer... that's what I'm saying, but that's fucked up. For a Me? person, no, 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 that's fucked up for a person to, of course, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, it is. So just do that, yeah, you know, like, so it I is. mean, um, do I have one? Let's see, do I, have I know one we used to be at the gym and you used to be arguing with the other trainers because they wouldn't even have on draws. You used to be like, bruh, go over there, I'm training her. You have a good memory, and they didn't have on draws, which I thought was so creepy. Oh, uh, at the gym, just, j- just. Swinging. Balls out, swinging. Eyes low, just But then swinging. it come by her like, hey, you know, I'm like, bruh. Me and King used to have to defend like each other in the gym. Like yes. I would have to protect him from white women. Yes. And he would have to protect black men from me. Yes. And protect me from everybody else. So what is our C word of the day, Sid Rain? Communication is our C word of the day. It is necessary in relationships, in friendships, in day-to-day life, whether you're at work, you're getting ready to go to the store, red light, green light. All that's are different ways that we communicate. You got to be able to say the shit that really needs to be said when and where. Because we're all communicating. But are you intentionally communicating? Are you purposefully communicating? Are you clearly communicating? Or are you just making like grunting noises with your mouth? Like, what are you doing with your communication? You can't avoid communication. Even when Mm. you're in a room by yourself, you're listening to your own thoughts. That's communication. Even when you are purposefully using your body language to ignore somebody, that is communication. When you do that one look, that long stare, when you walk in past and never speak again, that was communication. That was an official African-American vernacular, shoot your shot. Mm. If I stare at you for more than three minutes, three seconds on purpose, why haven't you given me your number? That was your opportunity. That is universal. Men be slow with that. Like They be like, women don't, women don't know how to shoot their shot. But listen, I looked at you. You saw this eye contact. Don't play me. Bitch, you saw that shit. (laughs) 
Uh, communication to me means respect. Yeah. Okay. Communication means respect. Because I think if you don't, I, even though some people don't actively know how to communicate, I think it is a form of respect if you are able to communicate or you want to communicate with me. Hmm. I think that's dope. Yeah. You know what? I True. And like, I feel like that's real because if you're getting ready to like make plans with somebody or like you've made plans, you're like, you're ready to meet up with them and neither you have communicated it's like well who like who like it's like you're doing this dance like who's gonna do it or do you just blow each other off you know or you just some person you know like you just could be like respectful and be like hey we did do decide to do this i'm not gonna make it you know whatever i mean whatever it is but communication is functional um and it's necessary in day-to-day life let's see how does our C word of the day work for you. There are so many, like, like I was saying, communication is internal, is what you think. It's that, it's how you articulate how you're feeling, what you want, where you want to go, whatever, whatever, internally. And externally is like understanding the law of the land and being able to navigate a way to get people to understand what you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially with traveling. You go to other countries, other cities, shit, the other side of town, and there's a way that you gotta operate. You know what I mean? There's literally like a code, it's a a code switch that you have to put into play. Like you gotta understand the law of the land, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in the bedroom, whether that's from bedroom to bedroom. Like we, especially black women, like I feel like we can code switch on a dime. I know I can. Like, there's literally no audience that I can be in where I can't find a conversation point. Because I allow communication to, I I extend the comfort of communication by allowing people to talk. I don't want to be the most important person in the room or the most impactful person in the room. I want to hear everybody else's experience. Because meanwhile, I'm taking notes. So when I do interact with you next, I remember what your mama like for breakfast. I remember all of the small details about you that reaffirm that commitment or that relationship that I'm trying to build and like building your network. So it's like, that's what communication means for me. Cats, so let me make you laugh about cats because apparently Minya has to insert himself here. Um, so cats meow and make noises to communicate with humans only. They're meowing for us. So I don't know if we sound like meow to them or they think they sound like Webster's Dictionary to us, but that's how they communicate with humans. There's a totally different body language, feudal system, social hierarchy, and with all animals, like that they have to understand their code. Compared to dogs, cats, communication skills are like, five times more developed than a dog than a dog so for these dog ass niggas my two cats (laughs) have more communication skills than you do i mean yeah because cats very clearly set boundaries and this just goes back to catnips because i know like we play with this idea of how we are the catnip and we bring like this fun airy great vibe but in real life cats are 
is really where you should be, where you should be centering yourself, you should be putting yourself first, you got boundaries, what's cool, what is not cool. And cats let you know what's up. Like, and they're not scared to let you know. It's like, oh, uh-uh, I don't like that. <laughs> and then that's it. Like, that's the boundary. So then you know next time, oh, I just, th that was the boundary. So we can all be more cat-like. And listen, a cat will give start giving you that face like, all right, I'm going to fuck around and bite you soon. I'm charged up. Like, all right, I'm done. They're using their communication to let you know when you're getting fucked up. But if you're not trying to understand their mm -hmm. communication, you're the one missing the signs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, body language. cats are so sneaky. No, you just don't pay attention. So I should get a cat. How old are you? 29. You should have three by now. If I can't make everyone a cunt, you cannot make everybody have three cats. Three. One. And you know, maybe you should go to the cat cafe with us. That would be dope. Cat cafes, everyone, it just gives you the taste of a cat and like it's super casual. So you can go in, it's an adoption based um, center. So like it has a cafe where you can get like coffee or tea separate from the actual pet place. Um, and you can just go play with cats. Yeah. And there's so many different types, personalities. So shout out to Java Cats Cafe because when we were shooting our promo for season one, we rented out their animal shelter side of their cafe for like two hours. Yeah. And that's where we shot a lot of the promo. It had so much fun. It was so much fun. We were rolling off, off uh, edibles, like they were kicking in, like as we got there, it was like 20 different cats there. And it's so funny because when you walked in, you're like, it ain't even no cats in here. Right. They were hiding from us. And as <laughs> we got more comfortable, like, one would come out and play, and you see one on the ceiling, or you see this one here, and they were literally living their best lives. Like, they were completely unbothered by us. I like that. I like that. So that's why. So you know what? That way he gets to experience a cat, maybe get a macaroon, and um, we'll have some fun. A spa tea. A spa day. Sorry. With the uh, catnips <laughs> name, my first cat for me. Yes. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah, because we nobody ever named we didn't name our own cat. Somebody else named all of my cats for me. Okay, wait. We off track. Back to code switching. Let's come out of this cat rabbit hole. Let's reel it in. I love that. Everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is like this is like <laughs> the equivalent to like watching that one cat video and then 45 minutes later, you done watched the cat, the squirrel. So we're gonna reel it back in. You read two blogs on cats. <laughs> you found three locations. Yes. So back, welcome back from the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> right. And then you get to see you again. So um, code switching. You know, I have been working since I was 15. So I was working at an establishment um, at a restaurant. There were they were being professional. There was a certain level of profession when you go to work and clock in. Um, you're getting paid that you just you know tend to adapt to. But um, I think that's when it like for me that's when it like slowly started. And then I didn't really think much about it until I was hearing people say the word code switching. Like I feel like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't have the language. I didn't have a language for it, but, um, so now I'm exhausted. 
Let me just tell y'all, we've been code switching for a way longer time than we think. Like, we didn't just start hearing code switching when we got our first summer job, right? Because I've been working just as long as you have. Like, well, technically longer because I'm older than you. Okay, whatever. It's not a that. Listen, that's not the competition. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> The first time we heard code switching was when we had to call our mamas when we got home after school. And she answered the phone, hello, Denise Richardson, how may I help you? <laughs> Welcome to U-Haul corporate offices, how may I take care of you today? <laughs> and then you'd be like, hi mama, nigga, I thought you were supposed to be at home five minutes ago. That chicken better be out defrosting. And when I get home, the bathrooms better be clean, the bed better be made, and I wanna hear no lip. And he'd be like, okay, mama, hold on. Here come my boss. Yeah, hey, Mrs. Hey, Mr. Jones, how are you today? <laughs> yes, I did. I sure did get all that paperwork taken care of for you. It's on your desk. <laughs> Jim's going to be here in an hour. <laughs> all right, great. I look forward to talking to it. Nigga, you still there? I'm going to call you back when I get off work. All right, I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right, babe. <laughs> and it would be like, wait. Mama just did three different voices and personalities per the conversation she was having. So with us, it was a very black, very real conversation. Right. Very authoritative, very disciplinary. With Jim, it was a, a carefree. <laughs> I don't have a worry in the world. I've taken care of everything. <laughs> you know, a little light chuckle to make you feel comfortable too. And then she came back to you, made sure that you were delegating more tasks. Bada bing, bada boom. Mama calls, which is on a penny. We code switching on dimes, but mama was code switching on a penny. So... The culture of code switching is ingrained in us. As I feel like as a black woman, okay, I'll put it to you like this. As a black woman raised as a Jehovah's Witness, I have been groomed on how to code switch and interact with people because I'm, I would basically be knocking on doors and initiating very difficult conversations with people. Mm. How do you prevent getting cursed out? on Saturday morning, knowing you interrupted their cartoons and they super thick pancakes. Like, so I had to learn how to learn people and allow them, hey, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Let me make you feel comfortable first. I'm gonna introduce something that's a little bit different. Cool, we are gonna bring it back to something tangible. We both can agree here. Boom, let, you know, and work the conversation so that my code switch allowed you to get my, my message across. I feel like I come off as manipulative sometimes because if you're ever around me long enough, especially like in my salon, like I adapt myself to my clients. I'm sure as a personal trainer, you understand that. I'm sure as a behavioral specialist, you understand that as well. Like there are plenty of times where you are interacting with multiple clients at the same time with different personalities, different needs. One is the alpha, one is a beta, one you overcharge in, one got the discount, and you got to navigate the whole conversation without anybody feeling uncomfortable because you trying to, this, you at work. Right. Period. <laughs> Period. But, like, for me, like, working with my clients, you know, I may have a client that has severe hair loss issues and one that's having major man issues and one that's having major job meltdown and then one that keeps forgetting her appointment all in the same room at the same time and I have to make all of them feel equally and individually special 
and cared for and attended to at the same time. And so I feel like my code switch, I've gotten to the point where my code switch doesn't shift as much, but now I'm throwing it all in at one time. So you're going to get, I'm going to sound like an old lady in one sentence. I'm going to sound like a trap nigga, like I'm selling Coke in <laughs> Colombia. Two sentences later, I can do old English. All in the same conversation. We're going to throw some Jeezy lyrics in there and some Marvin Gaye. Bada bing, bada boom. Can I reschedule your next appointment? Like, <laughs> what you need? What are we going to do? So you just got to get comfortable with it and enjoy it. Enjoy learning people. I got two words for that. A pimp. Uh, okay. I have been called worse by better. So I will take that, honey. A pimp. King, what about no. you? What do you feel about code switching and how do you, like, have to like navigate? King. Right. How do you have to navigate? Um... I think, like, as a black gay man, it's difficult. It's very difficult to not turn my blackness off, but also try not to turn my gayness on too much. So, um, for example, most of my clients know I'm gay. But then you meet certain ones, he's like, mm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So then it just doesn't become a conversation. Unless, you know, we take our time, we get into it, then you want to act. Yeah. I think I have to have the exact same relationship with my barber. He doesn't know I'm gay from me. He knows I'm gay from, like, my Instagram. But gotcha. he's never talked about it. Which is cool. So, I, you know, I code switch. It, it's, it's a balance. I think you have to have, a, you know, a very equal balance. And protection of gay rights, it comes. It com I'm kerfuffled. I am. Can you say that again? Kerfuffled. <laughs> that is royally confused and baffled. I'm kerfuffled. Okay. <laughs> when people feel like they need to discuss my sexual preferences with me. If you, <clears throat> I'll put it to you mildly. If the next steps ain't you putting out, I don't see where this is going. So, can we stay, like, because I feel like, yes, I have a color as a bis. You're a gay man, right? You're a yes. gay black man. I'm a base, I'm a bisexual black woman. Yes. Pansexual, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. People look at me like I'm a fucking unicorn. You are. Every, I am a unicorn because I am a unicorn. I'm not a unicorn because of my sexual preferences. No, you're definitely like a Harry Potter I received the hell like, out of yeah, that. You are. I'll take that. And yeah. I love this. Yeah. I am my own person. Listen, I am my own person. I have played by enough other codes that I've created my own environment where this is my personal code. And that includes tattoos, that includes pink hair, that includes Bibles, Qurans, Harry Potter and Gucci Man, like all of them have equal values. That includes astrology and ratchet anthems. You know what I mean? Like I can be all of those things. And I think like, I love you because you always call me your rebel, right? Mm-hmm, you definitely are. So explain that to me because I don't feel like I'm a rebel. I think you're a rebel. I mean, as long as I've been doing you, you just don't play by fucking rules. Which I adore, because it's like, it's daring. It's like some off the chart, like, you're kind of crazy, but I like it. 
It's like the Joker and uh, Harley Quinn. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like, yeah you just never know. I, you know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, like, I like it. I think everybody should live like that. I think if the world was more like that, I think it'd be better. I agree. I think <laughs> if people were more comfortable just being themselves, then, like, everything would be fine. Like, I feel like a lot of a lot of the BS that's there is because of ego. And, um, like, you know, e- like, ego is important, yes, in some aspects. Like, yes, you need to show what your ego you need, you know. But not all the time. You know, it's okay to be, you know, vulnerable certain at certain times. It's okay to, like, you know, be frustrated. And I feel like it would be nice for society one day for us to get to this level. But I get it. You know, we all have a lot to you know, cover or like, you know, cause you don't know what someone else is going to come at you with. So I understand why we can't be as vulnerable, you know, um, especially you want to go back to code switching. Cause like at, at work, you literally, sometimes like you can't be vulnerable. Like, and Lexi, you said that black women do it the best, like this idea of being like the strong black woman. Um, but one thing that bothers me about code switching is, um, Okay, code switching is black people going into work and having to switch, right? Switch from what they usually are. So like, you know, you were riding, you were riding to work with your trap music or whatever, your twerk for me song, you turn it off, turn it down, you pull it to the parking lot, you like, and now, you know, you, you become this Miss, Miss Mr. Professional, you pull up, you know, hi, how are you? How was your weekend? Ha, 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 ha. And you switch, right? You like, you switch. But what irritates me is that, White folks, the Caucasians, get to say what slang is said in the workplace. They get to be like, oh, okay. So, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this clip with Fox News, and the guy is like, no smoke. Trump says he wants no smoke, or some shit like that. And I just read it, and I was like, you know, this would not have been the case years ago. But because this is the slang now, it's it's gotten really popular it's now adopted you will now hear it in the workplace now it's okay to say it in the workplace and I feel like it's so stupid because it's like as black folk you know we originate so that we originate the culture so we create the slang we don't get to say it at work until a white person says it's okay for us to say it. And then we can joke about it. You know, they'd be like, oh, hey, babe, bye, Felicia. Like, whatever slang is common at the time is amped up. And it's so annoying. So I need King to take this a step up. Mm. Because a lot of the vernacular that first comes from the, the gay community, then comes to black women, and then makes it to Caucasians, started with y'all and it was your secret vernacular of being able to communicate within the community and it being like catchy and right. you do it you got right. it you, you explain right. you tell me this is gonna sound weird because okay so your order was it goes from the gay man to the black woman and then triples on up right I'm, I'm just assuming. saying just as yeah I'm assuming yeah. I think it's re- twisted at the end I think it's the black woman the gay man and then everybody else I feel like it's almost like in a conjunction I feel like it's almost both like the black woman in communication with the with the gay man or whatever like we're, we're in the, you know like slang has been going back and forth and through chatting you know there's something that something is born through that we get a lot of inspiration from the black woman I think we cherish our black women 
But um, that's where it comes from. I think we reverse it and make it to something else, and then it goes back to the black woman, and then spits back out. But the inspiration right. is black women. But 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 I like the like your take on it. Like you yeah. said, like you like you take it from the black woman, but then we put our spin on it, or like you know we you know we apply it to us, and now it becomes part of it. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, it's like a mama feeding the son, and he regurgitates takes it back <laughs> up, and he eats it again, and then he. You know what I is. heard. My heterosexual friend, and he's comfortable with his sexuality, he's fine. He's not like one of these like too strong man. He understands, he's not, I would not classify him as toxic okay. masculinity, basically. He was telling me a conversation he had with his boo or whatever, his argument, and he caught, he was like, yeah, okay, sis, okay, sis. And in my head, I was like, <laughs> God damn it, five years ago, I would not think I would be hearing a black man. Like, you know, I, yeah. You know who like who wasn't gay saying like saying since yeah so like the fact that like everyone's so comfortable with it now i love it like as you should be it's 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 a cool phrase like why not hey bro hey sis and i feel like if people get upset with that then like that's the insecurity like if you call a dude hey bro and he's a don't call me bro it's like yo it's right. not that big of a deal just but yeah so i definitely i definitely find issue when people go and they say sus S S U S S sus and it they give themselves a lateral lisp like Sean Connery. But is it, but but what is sus? It's, it's, it's just it's you just don't Saint like the way they say it. Oh, yes. it's definitely oh, a St. Louis thing. Yes. but it's like the hooder or the country you become. It goes from sis to sus. What up, sus? And it's like it's almost like they're not opening their mouths. They're saying it with behind their throats. What up, sus? And it's like. Sis. Oh, and <laughs> who? That's so, <laughs> you. So that is when you, I get an issue. You. <laughs> I see. It's like you put four S's in it. He said S-S-U-S. Yeah. Let's just wrap this up. Like, just be mindful of how you talk to people. Yes. Know your audience. Always. Don't have the biggest mouth in the room. Learn your audience, especially if you're trying to get some money up off of them. Learn your audience. Don't walk into the room and tell people how they could give you money. Inspire people to give you money. Mm-hmm. I like that. that means finding a connection with them. That means doing research. That means observations. That don't- Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Walk in with your dick out. Unless that's what gets you money, and by all means, get make that money. Don't let it make you. Sid, that's a big dick. I'm, I'm trying to make it fit. Okay. 
How are we feeling? I feel good. I'm so happy to be in Atlanta with y'all. And this is the first time Lex and I, and I have even had to be able to record in the same room. So. so I think it's dope because we've been able to produce at this point um, more than one season of our podcast. And Sydney and I have only ever recorded in the same room. This would be the second time. So the ingenuity, the innovation, the persistence, the the dopeness that is Peachy Pop Media has brought us um, together and managed us when we're apart. So I want to give her an amazing shout out, like ever you need to produce a podcast. If you wake up and you decide you're ready to be more like me, then you contact Peachy Pop Media um, on social media. Hit her up, Instagram, and let her know, hey, I want the Lexi special, um, <laughs> the, the extra sauce, boss bitch pussy. the boss bitch number three. 2000. 2000. <laughs> three 2000. Um, yeah, so I'm super grateful. I'm glad we could be able to produce our show in the same room at the same damn time and from coast to coast. So, if y'all don't trust millennials and you are like really doing yourself a disadvantage because um, you're doing yourself a disadvantage because we are the only ones that understand old ass folks and these new little wildlings that people keep producing. So we are the keys to the future. Right. They okay. need us. So, okay. In real life, it's 2019. Millennials fake use condoms. Baby boomers say no, we don't. Nine times out of ten. Well, I don't know the records. But <laughs> but you know what you're doing, right? But um like the conversation about our with you being a fitness trainer, a wellness trainer, a coach, an educator, an advocate, what are your what's your positioning on the HIV community and keeping that communication open amongst partners? I think it takes two things. Um, so what I would say, like between the two people, so you have a person that does have the virus and one that does not, and let's just say I don't want to say clean or unclean. I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I think. Like for myself, I think I have to make sure I stay up to date on my sexual health. I think that's what we need to start doing first, uh, is to stand up to date, but not being afraid to talk about our status, whether it's negative or positive. Um, what I've found is the easiest route for me to do is like, you know, if I, me and you talking, mm-hmm. I'm gonna text, you know, we text and we talking, I'm gonna just, I can just show it to you, I can send it to you, but, I think it's a conversation that I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. and I've met people that are not, but I think that we need to start there, like mm-hmm. with educating everybody on it, um, on HIV, letting them know how it's affected, how you get affected versus how you don't, um, and you know, preventative measures such as PrEP, but outside of condoms, people which you can buy some really quality quality condoms. Um, my favorite is sheepskin, by the way. It's a very nice textured condom. 
Um, it is. It's, <laughs> it's not a, like your. It's like your normal yeah, Magnum or a Trojan. You know, yeah. it's like a really. It's a luxury condo. No, it's a luxury prophylactic. Mm. Uh, Oh, I was, I thought really? that was a... Uh, really? Oh, I thought that was Callie. I thought that was Callie put the... Whoa. I mean, I thought she put the the, the voice, the... I thought she inserted that in there. Anyway, I was you did it the, effortlessly. Yeah, I was putting in the sound effects. What's up, guys? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Minion, you like smelling me? Do you miss me? Can't, bitch, that's a cat. Little bitch. Fall back. Little bitch. He misses me. <laughs> Oh, I I thought she was still slutting out. I'm sorry. Oh, I was talking to I Minion. I was in my cat. She I'm was sorry. to Minion. You heard Sydney thotting and biting to my cat, right? Thotting and biting. Own it. You really? And he turned around and looked like really in front of people. You gonna do that? Like, I was. I was okay. Don't you say another fucking word. If it's not about HIV, I don't want to fucking hear it. It wasn't about HIV. It wasn't. You I lying. was going to say how I really appreciate how King. Things that we should normalize. That we should. We should normalize this conversation with HIV. And it's important to, like, you know, just talk about it up front. It's like, yo, I may want to smash later on. So I'm letting you know right now. This, and correct me if I'm wrong, this bussy is negative. So we also have some topics we need to chat about that we need your opinion on also. So Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's son, um, they have a young gay son named Zion. So people like, people have a lot to say about this, as people often do about things that don't concern them, right? But they have a lot to say about this little boy. I think, I think it, it comes down to one thing, just lack of education of basically the community. Um, I get people want to, pretty much ridicule this family for exposing their, chil their child to gay pride. There's always two different prides. It's a black pride, it's a gay pride. Unfortunately, the black pride is more risque, I guess. So you have more people that are open to showing their bodies and it's more sex driven. When you go to the white pride, the white pride is more family oriented, which I think I've expressed multiple times that I think is something weird with that. But it's family oriented. So what they took them him to was a white pride. So they're gonna be very reserved in the way that they expose themselves as far as children, families, married, you know, married couples and things like that. They all come to the parade. That's not the same as Black Pride, which is held in May. Um, that, you know, you can go to a new beach. So I, I don't think they, you know, I think they did something really good. I mean, it's clear as day that the guy's gay. You can tell the boy's gay. Um, but I think for them to embrace it and an entire family to go, I don't think they should be judged for that. They're just being, in my opinion, good parents. I, you know, I agree too. I, it's funny to hear you say like the black pride and the gay pride, because I've only been to like one black, or no, sorry, one pride parade in San Francisco. And it was like just this one big parade and it was like big as fuck. It expanded across the whole city. And one side of it was like the black side, right? So walking through to get to like the black side, I saw from, from everybody else that wasn't black, I saw a lot of non-black penises and body parts, you know? So like 
it's funny that I mean I'm sure there there is like the more conservative side, but I did not I I, I messed the mystic because palaces were everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there were. San Francisco is a little different than I think. Uh, this guy is from, um, I mean, they're in Miami, so it's yeah. So it's, I mean, it's different places. Atlanta's more black; it's more dominated with blacks. Uh, DC is the same way. Miami's more mixed with Latinas or Latinos and Miami's black. more lesbian. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I saw I saw a lot of negative comments where people were just saying like, oh, you know. They're exposing him to this lifestyle. How dare them? And why would they do this? They're basically making him gay. And it's like, the kid's 11. He, right. I know. I, I knew I was gay at 11. I'll ask you this, and, and and I want you to answer it for me. When it comes to heterosexuality, what makes heterosexuality the default outside of the Bible? Like when you when your child is born, and say for instance, I, I know my mother was definitely guilty of it instead of coming into a room and says who if, if they want to say this who do you find attractive so automatically i am assigned a sexuality by my parent by my peers whatever because i am a guy of course it's going to be weird because you're you've already you I, I don't have a choice in this you've already said who do i like as far as women or female in this room so i don't get a choice so a lot of times they question whether or not the kids would have told them why they didn't well you really don't give them a choice when you've already said as as my parent you're saying which female so i know if i say male you're it, you're you're disapproving of it you know it's like no 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 that's not right that's not what i said i said which girl do you like so i think if people tackled it different as far as saying like just letting their kids for one be kids i think Every parent, not saying you're a good or a bad parent, every parent has been guilty of saying, which little girl do you like? Or to a little boy, you know, I mean, to a little girl, which little boy do you think cute? You know, so I think they all do it. And it just kind of makes it like it's the norm, but nobody's ever said it as the norm. So you can't automatically assume that everybody's gay or straight. The gay community isn't some new foundation that all of a sudden started to feel this way. What's different is, they're claiming articulation and legal support for things that everybody else has mm -hmm. access to, regardless of how fucked up their relationship is. Right. Meth heads get more rights than millionaire lesbians do mm -hmm. sometimes. Really? Put that into That's perspective. Real. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even be in the fucking nursery room right. with your meth head ass. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, I didn't pay for all these surrogates and I can't go to the hospital room. Mm -hmm. So it's more about legislation and articulation than it is support. Who needs your fucking support? Right. They've are, the community is well rooted and established in ways that you have yet to even come through. Pose is just a glimpse into a community you have no access to. Yes. So be clear. And don't don't get it twisted. They're governing way more decisions than you think they are. Mm -hmm. So check this out. It's also about separating and helping a child to understand two things. Their sexual identity mm -hmm. and their gen and their sexual orientation. Those are two different things. That is. What Chris, what Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner is, is a case of sexual identity. Mm -hmm. 
Bruce Jenner like fucking women. He yeah. got six goddamn kids. You right. understand me? By himself, before Chris. He been having kids. Yeah. However, he would also like to be a woman. Cool. Do you. You on, you on your own terms. It's a difference between wanting to be a man or be a woman and have sex with your same gender and be in a relationship with your same gender. And it could be a dichotomy where it's both. That's your decision. You picture it how you picture it. What we're searching for is the articulation that supports it. And I think that it's important. It's important to allow your child to create their own boundaries. And it's important to explain to them what is included and excluded with those boundaries so that they can make their own decisions. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to make their own decisions regardless. Mm -hmm. What you're aiming at is the least amount of resentment towards you possible. <laughs> that's right. the real answer. I wish daughter sons on everybody. I did. And I know that's fucked that up. But son. to this guy, I was like, yo, I hope you end up with a daughter that dress like Young and May. Yes. And then sleep with your girlfriends behind your back. Yes. And then, like, you go in her room and there's bigger dicks in her closet than, than yours. Hers. Right, and they're yours. And you, like, look at her Amazon and realize she paid for it with your credit card. Oh. Like, I just hope it fucks with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you were just so ignorant about how you approached it. No, no, you're right. And I just, honestly, I feel like if you're not, like, I see all these negative tweets, like, oh, oh I don't want my son to be gay or I don't want my daughter to be this or... Like, if you, if, if you aren't, if, you, if that's your mentality, then you aren't ready to have kids. Because if you, how, you can, you can fake outrage about an imaginary child's sexuality. Like, you're not ready to talk about having kids if this is your concern. And you know what? It just, I just want to point out that it's, in the black community, it's a lot of black men who are so homophobic. And it's like, how can you even be this way? I, I think I have like the most unbiased opinion about it because I'm totally on the black man side. And this is so odd because I'm a black gay man. I think it takes interaction. And I think a lot of times what black guys or just gay guys, I'll just say, well, black guys, because that's what we're talking about. Because they've had to sneak around with their families and things like that, they're pretty much attracted to all men. So I have tons of straight men that are my friends that I've never hit on, that they, you know, they find it weird. Like, you don't think I'm attractive? No, I don't. And I don't know why she's fucking you. <laughs> I think it's more so showing them something different. I've had to show multiple of my uncles that yeah, that's really because I'm a gay black man, like, oh, no, I'm not doing this. I don't have to carry a purse. I don't have to say this. Now, when I get with my friends and we cut up, we can cut up. But in front of you, I don't have to do all that. Like, it ain't, right. it ain't necessary. So for them, a lot of times what they only see is what they see on TV, what yeah. they see on news outlets. And the guys that really can relate to them don't want to talk to them. So it's kind of like we have to bridge that gap where we speak to them and educate them and they have somebody in the LGBTQ community that they respect enough to take the information in. I just think it's tiring being the pioneer for the community. And it's like tiring, like trying to explain like transgender and trying to explain like this doesn't mean that and the separation of this and trying to articulate these experiences and all they have to reference is TV. Right, yeah. Or like you said, or the church rhetoric. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. These are some of the, the best parts of some people's lives. Mm -hmm. And all you can attach it to is a sitcom. Yeah. 
calm down. You need not be so loud. You know, but it gets tiring, like, yelling it out and trying to be like, the, no, you wrong, and like the fact checker and like the the ambassador. You know, like, I'm the ambassador for the Hazelwood households. You know, whatever the case may be, you just be like, I'm tired. Like, fuck it. Think what you want. Just, just don't raise no hands. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. You know, so I think, like, you pick your battles. And you like you play the war, you know what I mean? Yeah. You still fight the war. Whatever. This is a slow. What is a slow battle? Whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. This was such a refreshing like conversation, like that from all points. Like I'm just grateful for everybody's perspective because it's like nobody really gives a fuck what you think about anything. No, nobody. Gives Let a me fuck. and let's be real. <laughs> if you got to be yourself, you do some really kinky, freaked out, fucked up shit to whatever industry you choose Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so do you and let me do me right right and just see that's like what lexi is saying it really is tiring and i'm just like i'm just over making excuses for why people don't know things it's like yeah like the internet is there and like i feel like like when i'm talking to a guy and like i ask him um you know like how do you feel about homosexuality and he's like oh well oh, well, I feel like, you know, that this shouldn't be like this. Like, I'm just turned off because I'm like, why do you care about who somebody else is fucking? Like, why, like your insecurities are showing. Like, and I, I, as a grown-ass woman, don't have time to teach you humanity for other people, so. Okay, boo, so, like, what are some of, like, what's your worst, like, code switching experience what i hate about code switching is the small talk like the small talk i feel like is slowly killing me like oh how are you how was your weekend oh that was nice because <laughs> it's like you don't it's like you don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck we are literally just engaging to engage like that's it and it's just too much it requires too much from me no so here's a trick you have to immediately within 10 words or less, completely weird them out. So what do you think it is weather? And then you'd be like, you know what? I think the planets are retrograding and a hailstorm is going to come in in the next few weeks. And they'll be like, It's fucking with my personality and I stabbed somebody yesterday. Mm, Too far. You know, I read this tweet and it was, it said, if a man is bothering you, tell him about your cat's horoscope. (laughs) Really? Exactly. Baby, what's your sign? Well, I'm a Pisces, and I think Mingan is a Pisces too, but I'm pretty sure Idris is a Scorpio. And my sun sign is. (laughs) And their their sun signs are. (laughs) 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 Mr. Mittens, what's your sun sign? That is okay, so just bring up cat stuff. Okay. The cat ladies ward off all the fuck boys. So while y'all sleeping with losers, them niggas scared to come to our house because they scared of the cats. So it makes my job so much more easy. Like, <laughs> you scared of cats, boo? Oh, well, this not going to work. You're going to die if you come to the house. Um, God bless and hallelujah. Um, right, and I feel like I feel like when a man has a cat, he at least understands some type of boundaries because cats will not fuck with you. Can I say something totally off topic that I've noticed? Yes. <laughs> Lexi has fucking Gucci Mane's book in her house yes. and becoming Michelle Obama on top of it. <laughs> 
It is the realest, trillest shit I've ever seen in my life. Balance. Like, Gucci Mane? With Oprah and Shonda Rhimes. I have this all the This is the dopest heat. shit I've ever That's seen in my life. You know what, though? I just want to say, um, yes, it is dope as fuck. And we posted this on our Instagram page. So this is a shout out to our IG page because... Lexi is keeping us abreast of all the books to up your swag and just to be more knowledgeable. And Lexi mentioned something on our last episode about what the woman you are doing, what they're becoming. Like, who, who are they? And, you know, and implementing that in your life. So shout out to Lexi's dope ass. Dope ass. I love her library. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> it's a fucking library. I do. I live in a little library. I'm definitely like a bookworm. I love reading books every day. Like I go and screenshot other people's book lists and when I'm bored and I'm like up on Amazon and shit, I'll order like the books off of like Instagram pictures and stuff. Like I love reading. You gotta be able, the more words you know, the better you can articulate stuff. Like the difference in articulation can solve problems. So like read, fill your mind with words, fill your mind with ideas, create pictures with your mind. The more you strengthen your mind, the better you prevent Alzheimer's, the more active and social you want to be, like the more you can contribute to society, the less you will be posting your thong on Instagram. Like <laughs> it's so much more life. Not that there's anything wrong with posting that ass on Instagram, but she's just saying the inclusion of books. And corrected, you write my G, like, you know, but maybe you don't, maybe you can, you know, it's some balance there. Do both. Do both, my nigga, do both. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Thank you. Thank you for that shout out. Appreciate that. I love you. I love you too, Sydney. That was such a great topic on code switching. Like, I, I feel like I haven't been able to talk about this. So I'm really happy we could do this together. Let's officially move on in the meantime to our Tomcats versus Kittens here. And this is really dope because we got King here. So we're getting yeah. a man's perspective, but he gonna protect us too because he understands like I get you, that niggas ain't shit. And you know, the Kittens are upset. They are not having it with the Tomcats. They are, they are protesting. They are upset. You can hear them outside the window. They are not, <laughs> they are not happy. The kittens are presenting that the Tomcats are being emotionally unavailable. Mm. It's an epidemic. It's like emotional, it's like an emotional zombie plague land, like on Walking Dead, but for fuck niggas. Walking around with no heart. True. Or just eating people's blood. True. Or ass. Or ass. Exactly. Or pussy. Yes. <laughs> also, they're like vampires. King actually said that he understands fuckboys. So let's hear this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what kind of wisdom he can bestow upon them. Let's. Okay. We wrote. We we released the floor to you. As a man that was not a fuck nigga. I must say, I understand it now, being that there was a point in time where I was giving forth, you know, the communication, the time, all that lovey-dovey shit. People don't fucking appreciate it. So what I've learned now, I literally, it one day it just happened out of nowhere. I was like, oh, I'm 
still like this hopeless romantic, but I want to be a fuck boy so bad. Like, uh, please. So I'm like, okay, so I tried it, but then the, like the nice guy came out, but I didn't get like the reaction that I wanted. But when I was a total dick, I totally got the reaction that I wanted. Like I got the phone calls, I got the constant shit. When I wanted to fuck, I got it all because I was a fuck boy. But when I was nice, I wasn't getting anything. But I'm not mean. Like I'm like like not like this. Like let's fuck. I'll leave it alone after that. No, I'm pretty chill about it. But I get it because people don't respond to you being nice. I think people have like this preconceived notion of like what it's supposed to be. Then it's not that. Then they fuck up. And then I just think you just kind of keep it short and simple. Like you usually be like, cut it. Yeah, keep it short and simple. It's not uh, like not a hundred percent fuck boy. I would say like seventy uh, percent fuck boy. I see, what you're see? Doing. she gets. She, I see what you do. Yeah, it's like because like when it's like, <laughs> y'all. Oh, this just broke my heart. Rest in peace to John Singleton. Mm. But he put us on game in Baby Boy when Jody was like, I tell them the truth because I don't Mm. care, but I lie to you because I do care. So it's like when you being a fuckboy and you just like, bitch, I just need my dick sucked. Like, I got a girl at home. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, if you going to suck it or not. Like, then the bitches be like, yes, please let me suck it. <laughs> but if you be like, baby, I'm gonna do right. I ain't yeah. gonna let nobody suck my dick no. with you. I like, suck your dick. I don't, don't want to suck your dick. I'm tired of sucking I, dick. I need you at a six. Okay, I'll be at a six. No tens. No tens. You are you're climbing. Will you see me? <laughs> you see the ladder is just like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so back to the kittens and their protests about the Tomcats being emotionally unavailable. I'm Okay, I hear guys say that, right? Like, well, when I'm a good guy, you know, I don't get the results I want. Good guys come in last. And I don't know. I feel like genuinely I would like a good guy. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want a man who's too cool because, bitch, I'm too cool. You know, like, we can both be too cool. So, yeah, I was like, I, I could do a little, I could do a little nice guy. You know, I'm not anti-nice guy. But, okay, hold up. But he can't be one of the dudes who are like, oh, I'm a nice guy, so, you know, I feel entitled. He has to be like, you know, a genuinely nice Exactly. Exactly. Dead ass what you said. Okay. I mean, my thing is this. Everybody don't know how to you know, whip the coke into the crack. Like, you, everybody don't know how to, you know, do the triple beam. Like, everybody doesn't know how to do that. And you can't go around demanding people know how to do that. Right. It's, it's not realistic. You do not have to teach niggas how to make crack. What you do have to accept is that everybody didn't live by that lifestyle and be willing to, like, be okay that he grew up, like, with two parents, like... You know, like, without the free lunch, you know, with, like, reasonable sneakers. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can't be, like, Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, you know what I mean? But we enjoy that those types of men have lived fun, adventurous lives. Like, let me be very frank. I love drug dealers because at 2.30 on a Wednesday, when I want to go to the movies, and I want to sneak gourmet burgers into the movies, you know what I mean, and yell at the screen, the only nigga available is the drug dealer. 
two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Hey, baby, let me shut this bando down. I'll be there in a minute. You know, like, that's what a girl want to hear. I don't want to hear I got to wait till I get paid next Friday to go to the movies Mm -hmm. on Sunday during the day because it's a matinee. No, I want to go now. I want gourmet burgers now. I'm being impulsive now. So it's like, you can't get a good balance of both. So, okay, so what does that mean that the the kids just have to deal with emotionally unavailable men because men just... Uh, I mean, what what does that mean? No, I, that mean we got to city girls these niggas and set them up to be robbed when we first dating them so they be on a little edge and we help them develop that fear capacity to at least get their gun permit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just set up, you know, for them to get robbed a little bit. Just break into the hotel a little bit. Put them in the trunk a little bit. What you're telling me is that the kids, the women have to set men up we're, we're setting them up to level the playing field. Is that what, is that what you're saying? We're ruining him. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. Women ain't shit, though. Ah, hold on. Hold on. Like, I know enough women to know women are, if not, equal. Hey, hey, watch, watch your mouth now. Equal. <laughs> more ain't shit than huh? men. You think women are... Kitten, please. Mischief, minion. Huh? I think women are sick like they are so cold with it like they do it better than men in my opinion i think that's how i learned how to do it that's why most men when i do it they don't know they're just like what it's like it's the equivalent of being like when you want a nigga to do something you'd be like baby i won't take no for an answer exactly he's gonna do it Exactly. (laughs) like you gotta know how to do it but i think women are like sick with it what you think I feel okay so whenever people say like women are worse whatever I just feel like you know men are literally the worst I think men are failures in comparison but our victory makes us more malicious I feel like they take the cake because of the death toll explain that what the fuck does that mean well I mean like men men are literally killing women so like that's real. I mean, that's just period. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, we can talk about, like, you know, maybe women scam more or, but I just feel like I would much rather be scammed than killed, you know? Bitch, that's real. I would much rather be scammed than killed. Mm. That's a, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a code. I, I, I do wish. That's women. going on an affirmation board. 
I wish women stood up in it. Huh? I wish women stood up in it. I honestly look at women over men in my eyes. Okay. You know, I think they are the gods of all of this. They create We the only ones birthing people, but y'all think men are gods. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it. So I feel like if women stood up in it and didn't seek what I guess validation from the man, I think we would we would automatically jump in line because they're automatically following y'all anyway. Mm. I to- I totally agree. Like it like I feel like anything women if women started demanding and I'm not I'm not blaming. I definitely wanted to come off as that, but I feel like if we were to like collectively all step like have standards raised the men would have no options but to step up with us. And I mean, and I was just telling another girlfriend that like black women are the standard. Like we were out somewhere and um, she was like, oh, you know, we're the only black women here. And I was like, yeah, well, but all these hoes want to be like us. No, it's not their hoes. I just don't know their names. Um, but they all just want to be like us. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. So it's basically like we're always preaching you need to be like humble, you need to be submissive, you need to be like low key, mm-hmm. you need to be like, you know, don't don't be overbearing, like, you know, like stand on their neck from day one. Arrogant. Introduce yourself, Arrogant. ankle up, chest in the neck sky. down, area like all the niggas when mm-hmm. you meet them. Mm-hmm. So basically we are going to Aria Stark these niggas mm-hmm. on site. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Lexi. Stab you in the heart with a Valerian steel blade. And we're going to. The fucking dragons. We're going to go get something to eat. Like. I think, I think that would be so much better. I would like to also add that I had a full blown panic attack and almost wheezed myself into. I, don't, I think I only get like seasonal asthma. <laughs> For like an additional 15 minutes after this hour and a half longer game of Thrones this week. Oh my God. This was the most intense hour and a half of my life. Yes. I'm so glad it was happening on my TV because I would have black smooth out when the first few minutes. I would have just, up. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> just <laughs> no bones. Like oh soaked on out. Like every single minute of that episode pulled on my heartstrings. It fucked with the layers of my lungs. It challenged my anxiety. Give me a visual of what we just saw <laughs> in Westeros, please. Uh, Winter, the Battle of Winterfell was the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. It was. I'm glad that I made it through. Those of you that have survived it and are also fans of the catnip, sound off on how you felt about it. Like, I am privileged that people <laughs> yeah. compare me to Arya regularly because high the accuracy <laughs> there that is um but moving forward I just I needed it. to drop that off for you have you saw the Avengers I did and it was a letdown but it was oh, you it feel was, like it was a letdown the black people only came in at the end of the movie the that niggas would have saved true. us at the beginning of the movie if they would have went and found Shuri at least Shuri, they'd have been like, all right, so what are we going to do? And she going to say in her cute little African accent, you fixed, yeah. you fixed the time machine and mm-hmm. and we do the time machine and we come back, bloom, blah, bloom. And then like Ryan Cougar makes some dope ass scenes, blah, blah, zoom, zoom, movie over. And we could have wrapped that up in an hour and a half. I yeah. didn't need to be there for three hours. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my favorite part is probably a very sad part in most people's eyes. But it, spoiler <laughs> alert, it was when uh, the funeral of Tony Iron Man. Stark. Yeah. But the only people I was looking at was Black Panther. <laughs> like, they were like, dressed they, so well. They were. I, that's, I was like, oh, damn, y'all look good. Ladies, look up to whatever Angela Bassett is doing with whatever she, we she see her as that day. Like, yeah. She released what? What she does. She does no carbs, no sugars. Fuck her. Uh, she does uh, some like meat. She does protein, high protein, no carb, Monday through Wednesday, only fats and veggies on wow. Thursday, Friday. And then she wings it out. She says something else with like just only smoothies. And then she just works out only cardio. Like I was like, oh, you do it really fucking well, too. She doesn't eat oils, any oils. Everything is seeded, the breads and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, you have a really strict fucking diet. Confessions of a fitness trainer. Like, yes. I don't want none of what Beyonce is doing. I don't want none of what Angela's Angela is doing. doing. I I would like the Cardi B package. I would like <laughs> titties and an ass, please, and a rapper baby daddy with a big dick. I'll have that. Um, oh yeah, I'll have that, please. Yes. That's the affirmation. I want a millionaire big dick nigga. I'm not Beyonce. I ain't tap dance on nobody's scream, motherfucker. Like, let me have my wings. You're more Rihanna. I'm so Rihanna. And Rihanna is graciously oh, thick. Like She is. She is God-given. Mm. Mm. So, okay, we're trying to tell you what our self-care tip of the day is. But, like, we're, we, this is how we want you to integrate it. So, our self-care tip of the day is to create an affirmations board. Like, whether it's a marker board in your living room, whether it's your mirror in your bathroom or your closet, whether it's sticky notes in your office, we want you to create an environment where you are feeding yourself the type of language that you need to keep going. Yes, yes. And this type of self-care is active. Active meaning it does require you to do something. It requires you to write these words. It requires you to read them. It requires you to post it up somewhere that you can visually see it multiple times. So I just happen to have all these little post-it notes that I got from the dollar store. And um, yeah, let me read them to you because um, I was pretty lit when I was writing them. One is watch your thoughts. So like the thoughts that, you know, obviously in your head, not the thoughts you may see. Um, not the hoes over here. <laughs> um, another one that I love is you are time worthy. Your time matters. So just establishing that my priorities are first. Another one is a lyric of a song. Um, this song is dear to me. It's a city girl song. Um, the lyric is all these niggas fake and none of these niggas real so don't let a nigga fuck just let them touch it a little free JT free JT but that's real I think that's really dope so Sid gave me the idea and I definitely um, was inspired by the free JT quote the all these niggas fake none of these fake niggas real so don't let a nigga fuck just let them touch it a little like that really moved me I oh felt that God. in my soul because it was like, you know what? I know you, like, instead of trying to figure out which one ain't on bullshit, assume that all of them is on bullshit and only allow them to do what, what your boundaries will accept. Create some boundaries. 
and expect the worst but hope for the best. Oh my God. So you're going to be able to catch the catnips um, all over the USA this spring. Like we are just all in y'all faces. And the most important place we are about to be at is the Rolling Loud Festival featuring the fucking city girls. When I tell you we wake up and twerk for 20 minutes every morning to make sure that our, our joints aren't like where you we ain't new to this, we true to this. Oh. Like we doing 450 squats a day. I haven't eaten more than three meals in more than six weeks. Bitch, I'm like, no, nah, I'm lying. I'm playing. Okay. I'm definitely eating. <laughs> <laughs> I love fried chicken way too much to be missing meals. Trust me. But no, we've been putting in dead ass work to be in the middle of that concert. Uh, face down, ass up. I think that's that's the coordinates. Um, so make sure you catch us there at the Rolling Loud Festival. We definitely going to be in the middle of things. And this segment is the <laughs> the bitch what is you doing segment stop <laughs> put that down okay and today's scandal includes bonnet gate 2019 so sydney drop some drop some gems on what's going on with black women and bonnets and legislation Right, fake legislation. So what's happening is a school in Texas um, decided they were going to have a dress code for the parents who come to the school. So meaning when you drop off your kids, when in the morning, pick up your kids in the afternoon, you need to look a certain way. And one of the things on those on that list were bonnets. A bonnet is something you will wear over your hair so that it protects your hair up under it um, while you sleep. Bonnets are an integral component to African-American hair care. They are satin or silk lined so that the oils that our body is distributing while we're asleep can continue to nourish our hair instead of being absorbed by our cheap ass Dollar General pillowcases. So regardless, if unless you have 100% Egyptian silk pillowcases, your hair is going to dry out while you're sleeping. You know what I mean? You get some good, <clears throat> you know, you're going to sweat. Right. And then that's going to dry out your hair while you're sleeping. So bonnets maintain moisture in your hair that your body produces so that it can stay healthy. So it is important. Okay, but back to you, Sid. Come in live. Back to you, Sid. <laughs> yes. I feel as though when the black community, when we do this, when we judge and we say what black excellence is and what it's not, and you know, when we try to police ourselves, um, we're doing the exact same thing that white people do to justify how they treat black people. So it's like, it's just served up differently, right? It's just, it's like the person who's doing it looks like us versus Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.
white person. And I saw this meme that made me laugh and it was um, like Harriet Tubman was like, all right, come here, I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna lead y'all to freedom. Come on, come on. And then like the, the next person's like, yeah, but you wearing that scarf, is that black excellence though? And it's like, you know, and the grand scheme of things, does this shit really matter? Like back in the day when we had to, or not when we, back in the day when um, white people were at higher rates killing black people, it didn't matter what you were wearing. You, you could be wearing a suit, you could be, it's because you were black. So I feel like it doesn't matter if you're wearing a bonnet or not. Like, bitch, you know, and like, bitch, you know what this is. You know my hair is wrapped up, but it is to drop them off. Come on. Okay, okay, and that's the difference. All right, so let me jump in there. Cause see, the bonnets were designed for sleep. That's why I interjected with sleeping and overnight and your cheap ass pillowcases and this and the third up front, right? Mm -hmm. Because if your ass ain't sleep, you need to do something with your hair. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between traveling and I'm going to unloose my curls while I'm driving because I got a good travel time or whatever. And I'm going to walk into this place of business to conduct business with night clothes on. Like, and yeah, that's cool that our moms is old school. Like, I love the fact that my mom was because <laughs> my business suit game is on point. You know what I mean? But it's like, dress for the occasion. And in this instance, this lady was offended because she had taken herself, her daughter from one school who had been, um, she was bullied at the other school. And she said, I'm going to bring you to this school and you're going to get an easier time. And she felt like she was bullying she was being bullied going to the school by another black lady. Which said, I get your point about us self-policing, but I don't want them to tell you this. You can't have your ass out ready meeting kisses, boo-boo kisses, there's a boo-boo right here, when you show it to other people that don't fuck with you. You know what I mean? It's like, if you don't want nobody to say nothing to you, especially when you're trying to receive a more professional environment for your child, play the role. Ain't say you gotta come in there, you know, with top flight security, but like put that shit in the ponytail, put a hairband on the wig. Like, if you can go buy that bonnet, you can go, you know what a beauty supply store is, and you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, this ain't the first time you've been in a. Are you gonna wear that to an interview? That was an interview for your child, yeah. But I'll play devil's advocate. Okay, I think had it been Becky with her yoga outfit on and a hairband, it would have been fine. That was on the list, too. That's what they did. They didn't make it a racist issue. Mm -hmm. They made it a socioeconomic and a classist issue. It was bullshit. Yes. Ghost or not? No more orange lint. Okay. To ghost or not to ghost. So we're going to give you two separate scenarios. Okay. Of people who just won't fall back fall back as in well you'll hear it okay the details will be revealed and then we want you our guests to judge whether you should ghost or not to ghost okay exactly all (laughs) right so you're seeing someone You've seen them a few times, nothing too serious. Let's say you've seen them twice. You've seen this person twice, and now let's say on the third time, without the liquor and without any other substance, you're like, yo, this person is whack. 
like not like you know maybe they're unfunny they just they're unfunny their personality is dry they look dusty they're overall just not the one like you were seeing past the other things go when you see past it do you ghost or do you just tell them straight up what's all the things that are wrong with them which one in that case i think i'll ghost yeah i'll ghost because i mean it's only been a few times i can't really hurt the feelings that much um um yeah, I, I mean, and who am I to tell you what's wrong? You know, like, clearly I was intoxicated of some sort to have fuck with you that many times. And then now I'm sober and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, like, so I would say, yeah, I would say to just ghost. I think they'll recover from it. Ooh, okay, okay. Lexi, hit them with our second one. So you've already initiated... A stage one ghost is where you just like cold blank, right? Where okay. you stop responding, no communication, but you, it's not a block. Okay. Okay, it's just a, a hard fallback. Right, good. They pop up out of the blue and act like six months hasn't passed since y'all communicated. And it's like, all right, so what you eat today? Mm-hmm. And you like, no, I'm still, I'm still in block mode. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so what is it that you want? Ghost not the ghost. Ooh. Do you initiate the heart block? Mm. Or do you explain why you've initiated the soft block? That's a good one. You know how you got those angel, the angel and the uh, devil on your shoulder? Mm-hmm. One part of me wants to just like... Let me tell you. Then the other side is like, be savage. Just block. Just hard block his ass again. Um, I would say in this case, I probably would. I, I wouldn't ghost. I would explain. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would explain. Because clearly the first one didn't work. So now I have to explain. It's my duty to explain now. Okay. Yes. I think, yeah. I definitely would do that. Just to let them know. I would not. Uh, usually I let them down easy, but... I would probably give him a little more spice behind it. Oh, spice? Yeah, give him a little bit more. Because he, he ain't learned the first time. Got it. Yeah. So can we just address how problematic Kodak Black is? He reminds me of Plankton from... Spongebob. Yes, I see it. He does like he has like one eye or something. Like, <laughs> didn't he like get? Let me dry the boat. Exactly. Didn't he get like? Um, Give me the boat. Does he have some sexual um, assault? Yeah, all of the sexual assault charges, and then be talking about Yama. What do you mean you don't uh, want his dick? You sure want to be penetrated? I mean, I, for one, I don't know who's letting Kodak Black climb on them. Somebody who made sure the deposit was non-refundable first. Yes, it yeah. had to have been. I'm going to give y'all the formula to fucking call that black. Mm-hmm. You, got, you have to assemble a team. Okay. It don't have to be as big as like Ocean's 8 or Ocean's 11. Okay. But it needs to be at least four to six people. Bad. You need two people who can break safe. You need two people who can shoot. 
Okay. You need two people that can hack. You need a six-person team. And you, my friend, are the sexy decoy. Like the <laughs> like the Mari show that sets up Kodak Black, i.e. pop that pussy for a monster. And the rest of the team sets up the scam to rob the shit out of him while y'all having sex. <clears throat> That's the only way. So does Kodak Black have his money in the house or is he, is he a bank type of guy? You need to ask one <laughs> of the team members. I don't manage that part of the team. <laughs> I assembled a team. You know what? I'm just going through and I was getting ready to read off all of his charges. It's way too long for what we have. One of them that I stopped upon is Kodak Black pleaded not guilty to charges of possession of ammunition and marijuana during a hearing. Like, nigga, you had bullets and weed on you during a hearing? Bruh, he don't care. Who raised you? Right. Yeah, something out of Harry Potter, clearly. <laughs> yes. He's a Dementor. Yes, he is. <laughs> so you had a gun on you and weed on you and you had a hearing? That doesn't even make sense. He's probably always high. <laughs> I'm sorry, but listen, I got to play devil's advocate because it was hilarious. So he was dead wrong for coming at Lauren London or even announcing his evil plot to come at Lauren London. So it was it was fucked up him announcing his diabolical plot to even like come at Lauren London. But y'all have to admit it was hilarious when that nigga clapped back at T.I. talking about ain't nobody gonna want Tiny after you die, nigga. Like, it's ahead, a place ahead. for him. Yes. We just gotta figure out, gotta figure out where. where it is. It's probably closer to hell, but... He don't have sense, so you have to give him a pass in some way, but... Oh, God. <laughs> like, no. Black is a fucking troll, but yeah, like, he's America's funniest troll right now, so... Yeah. All right, y'all. So listen, I had a discovery recently, right? And I'm always like, like for some reason I see patterns with everything. And so I've been like, I look at guys and sometimes I can pick, it's like the sixth sense, right? Like I see dead people. Like sometimes I can see what men look like, what they their penis looks like based upon their body structure and their facial structure, right? Like, you know, the shoe size, but you also have to take into consideration the width of the fingers and like the length of the fingers and like stuff like that. It's all different ways. Like men basically are just dicks and then the rest of their body grows around them to support the dick. And we're the opposite, right? So it's more like a dick sense. Like I, I have the dick, dick sense. sense. Yes, I, I'm adding that to my yeah. resume and my LinkedIn qualifications tomorrow. Dick the sense. Dick sense. So this is what I recently learned, right? <clears throat> Check this out. So ladies, if you if you got a man or whatever, or you got dick appointments, look at that nigga the next time, and then tell me what you think after you see this, right? So, or guys, look at who listen. Find the nearest dick and let me know if it's true. It just gotta be a real one. So, thank you. We need to be able to match face. We need a face to dick reference material here. So, if you look at the width between their eyebrows, the width of their nose, 
down to like the corners of like their smile, that's typically how thick their dick could be. And also how long if they have a really long face too. That's creepy, but like, yeah, sometimes that you'll catch that as well. And then the mouth is like closer to what the head of the penis looks like, the texture and colors. So literally guys are showing you what their dicks look like on their face every day. So just take a really hard, hearty look at their face and kind of just look at that pattern and you will notice that men have faces just like their dicks. (laughs) Finally, we don't have to like, you know, wine and dine them to see what their body part looks like. Well, this was yet another great episode. King, thank you so much for coming through and sharing your opinions with us. Like, it has been a joy to have you. Um, Truly, honestly, where can our viewers find you? You can find me on Instagram at Fitness by King Inc. Yes, well, thank you again for coming through. Like, we appreciate all of our followers for listening to us. Um, Lexi, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at the catnips with a Z as in zero. You can find us at um, our website, www.catnips with a Z as in zero podcast.com. We are also on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, bitch. So you can find us everywhere. It's no excuse. Tell a friend to tell a friend, follow a friend to follow a friend, holla at a player, holla for a dollar, holla, 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 and have a good night. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.